0: Dig it, Chaudy. Dig it. Dig it, Chordy. Ain't nothing like the summer breeze to make you feel fine, baby. To make you feel fine. Beanstar, you don't think the Isleys are any good, do you? Combining the absolute blinding psychedelia with the heart and soul of some of the great R&B tunes of all time and mixing it all together into one. In, uh, uh, um, Seals and Crofts sound like a couple of pasty white boys compared to these guys, and their tune's good, Star on a Friday.
1: Yes, it is, Tony. Listen sometime to uh, the Asley Brothers do Hello, It's Me. By Todd Rundgren? Yes, sir. Listen to their version of it sometime. God
2: no idea.
0: Hanging on the window. Nah. Woo! Star, we're another day closer. Are you pumped?
1: Getting more and more every day, Tony, as we move closer. <clears throat> it's about football time.
0: It's really fun. Really fun being
1: Yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, going to be one of the last years of uh, that's anywhere close to uh, the fo- college football I grew up with, Tony.
0: Normal. Normal college football where conferences matter and there's some sense it's of still some civic pride, or not civic pride, but a a regional lot, pride.
3: It's still a lot different than what we remember from the 80s. Oh, yeah. What it's been for the last 10 to 15 years is so much different from then.
0: Yep. College football, guys, was better when we'd argue, when we would talk about it all year round. We'd watch the games and then argue about it all year round. There are no arguments to be had now. College football was at its finest when it was an argument sport. Absolutely at its finest when it was an argument sport.
3: 11 through 15 have an argument.
0: Brian, when we would sit around, and West Virginia was unbeaten at the end of the year, and people would argue about whether or not they belong in that national championship game, and this team over here has one loss, and two teams go into uh, New Year's Day with a chance to claim their share of the national championship, and you could argue and fight about it, and was West Coast better? Was uh, uh, you know? I was so poisoned as a kid. I, I thought East Coast football was good. I- argue with some of my friends at Tennessee at the time, and if they were listening right now, they'd shake their heads and go, yeah, that's right, Basilio embarrassed himself, but what else is no? Um, but, yeah, it's really sad, because they've taken something probably that was the most unique sport in the world, and they've. it's still a great game. I still love it. I'm still looking forward to college football season. It's like Major League Baseball in a lot of ways. You know, know, I was looking at the... Uh, Wild card chase here today, right? Even the teams that are built to lose are still alive for a wild card if they got hot. Like going into yesterday, I noticed that Washington was like 11 games out of the final wild card spot. Now, what is that? How about the Cubbies? What? What is? I mean, what is that? When everybody has a chance to make the playoffs, even the teams that are trying to lose. I mean, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, it keeps more people involved. Tony keeps at least while was partially involved, uh, and uh, you know I'm like you. Still love college football. It's still my favorite sport out there. Um, I just don't uh, love it like I once did.
0: No, and you wonder with this professionalization if it's going to resonate with future ticket buyers and future viewers the way that. It did for us all those years because it had a certain romantic charm about it. Well, Cinco said it. You know, Cinco is a recruit neck. And following recruiting now is not the same thing it was now that it's come down to transactions. And, you know, and maybe to some extent it always came down to transactions. But you could always pretend. And now you don't have the mechanism whereby to pretend. There, There is no pretending now. So... Couple of the nuggets that I've gotten, um, which is to say, one of them, and 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 I'll be gleaming camp nuggets from my sources as we go. And I gotta say that compared to years past, they've done a really nice job of kind of keeping everything in house. But it's you know it's sort of my job to pull it out of house. Everybody has a job to do. Their job is to keep it in house. My job is to, by all means necessary, uh, pull it out of house. But one of the interesting developments a couple days in is that their corners, their corners, have a long, a long way to go. Uh, Their young corners. They were hoping somebody would be able to jump in right away in camp and claim a spot, and you know, and 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 look the part. And that just hasn't happened so far. It doesn't mean it won't happen. It doesn't mean. Um, um, it doesn't mean that it can't happen or won't happen. Um, but. Uh, you know, not the best sign early on being starting camp. Not the greatest sign for the Vols there.
1: Yeah, well, you you would hope, Tony, that uh, in in the secondary that your wish comes true, uh, that um, some younger players kind of uh, force the hand of the coaching staff. And that's probably not going to happen in the first couple of days of camp
0: anyway. Yeah, but the source I talked to said generally, like with Nico, right, he said you could absolutely tell from day one you got an incredible ball player there. He said, and he's come back out this spring, one of my guys I I trust, and he said he has been lights out so far, like literally, like almost to the point where if need be, they could put him in a game, and he could play credible SEC quarterback for them.
3: But isn't the game suited for QB play to come in and receivers in this offense to make the offense look good and the defense to not look so good, especially the secondary?
0: Really great point, Brian. Really great point. I'm just sharing with you what I'm hearing. I'll revisit that uh, with one of my sources who's over there all the time and sees every snap and i'll I'll run that by this person in terms of I think his point is what they what coaches are looking for, and this is the conversations they're having is they're looking for people who are instinctive and who show some things that flash uh early on, and they just haven't gotten that so far, which I think is. I think that's noteworthy. I don't think it's, you know, anything like I wrote today in the blog. I mean, the way I put it in the blog today is, of course, it's very early in camp. And I'm sh- I'm just going to share with you uh, what I'm hearing in real time because that's all we can do. But it doesn't mean that the lights are not going to go on for those youngsters. Maybe it happens today. Maybe it happens tomorrow. I don't know. But as of right now, another camp snapshot that I'd like you all's thoughts on. Is that Dante Thornton? And we're going to, we, and uh, John Adams was popping for him yesterday, but the word I got last night on him, Bino, is freak show. And my source said to me, you know, Tony, I don't know what his role is, and they're still trying to determine that behind closed doors in the offense. Is he wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three? He's in that mix, though, and he's a freak show freak show Bino his size his athleticism his ability early on to go get it he said he's been putting on a show again against uh, you know kind of a secondary that's um, well shall we say less than uh, less than Ballyhood it's a great thing to hear though on Dante Thornton
1: Uh, absolutely Tony we've had uh, we've had good luck uh, with transfer receivers in Heipel's time here, and Thornton may just be the next one in line. The, the question is, do they do anything with their offense to where you can actually use four guys? Uh, you got Brew, you got White, you got Keaton, and this has been pretty much a three-receiver offense uh, the entire time Heupel's been here. Uh, since they don't substitute offensively. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they work in a fourth.
3: And if this receiver core receiving core is really this good, it's reasonable to think that against most teams, the secondary won't be playing against the receiving core that they face every day in practice, at least one that's nearly as good as what they see in practice
0: every day. Well, that's another good point. Moving along. Nico, I'm a never going to leave you has been, and i put this in all caps because I was told yesterday that he has been absolutely next level early in camp, like like next level. And I was told if they had to put him in right now, he could play credible SEC football. That's the word that was used to me. Which, you know, this is a hard league. I'm not advocating that. This is a hard league for true freshmen to play, and that's why I said credible SEC football because there's no way Nico could know the things that Joe Milton knows because later in the blog we talk about John Adams who was recounting some of the things that were told to him by uh, Tennessee's new offensive coordinator with regards to knowing every check, every run check, uh, all the offensive line signals, everything they're doing. There's a million things going on out there. And once Nico gets into a game and his heart starts racing, it's going to be going a million miles an hour. Unless he's made of something other than flesh and blood, and he's just going to need some seat time. But again, Bean Star, that is another wonderful sign.
2: Yeah,
1: it's uh, you know, Tony. That I am uh, uh, a huge surprise to me is uh, who Nico is, um, because I'm. Uh, I'll admit when he first when he when this thing first came about. And the way that that he came here, yep. and his first trip here, uh, I I made some judgments about the young man that were obviously way way off, and I'm glad I'm glad to know that he's from all indications he is a grounded, uh, mature young man.
0: Very very much so, and I agree with that. I said those things on the air. Um. Which, again, I've said some things this, this year about my reservations, about crowning Joe Milton. And one thing you're going to get out of me, whether it, it's good or bad, is I'm going to tell you how I think. And opinions, um, you know, obviously can be wrong and opinions can change. And I'm with Bino now. The more I hear about him from the more people that I hear it about him from, the more I believe this guy is going to be the real deal. And who knows? Maybe he gets an opportunity this year. Who knows? When we come back and we open up the show talking about how the sport just isn't what it used to be, I don't know. Depending on what you read today, like I just read a story in The Athletic said that the uh, Uh, It looks like Washington and Oregon are going to stay in the pack, whatever, for now. While another article says that I read, and I've got several links up today at tclub.team, that the the Big Ten is going forward and pulling the trigger on -on, full-on exploration of four teams, and they've given, at the league level, they've given permission to pursue that. And so... Somewhere in there lies the truth. And then, of course, Arizona had a meeting last night. You you literally could wake up Monday morning and the pack, whatever it is, has dissolved. That is possible. Now, in what world, okay, did any of us see that coming? The Big 12 could end up being the third league standing here. The ACC looks like to me... Uh the ACC looks like it ain't going to be around long, If, you, if you, especially if you hear some of the way some of these ADs are talking or uh, folks affiliated with these programs. And they're making no bones about it, some of them. We'll come back on the other side. I want to hear from you. It's 865-200-5402. Hold your calls, though. It's just a bad habit of mine. Mikey Boy breaking it down scientifically. Huguenin. Is going to join us on the other side, and we'll talk about all this and more, including what could have been a or could be a really bad injury for the Florida Gators in their defense. Uh, they can ill afford, just like Tennessee can ill afford, any injuries on their offensive line. Florida can ill afford any injuries anywhere. We'll come back. It's your Friday edition, Bino, in the house. Brian Hartman's there. My name is Tony Basilio. So blessed to be with you on this glorious Friday as we continue
4: after this.
3: Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for
5: Android and iPhones.
12: Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. To me, to the Gypsy way. Kings will be performing their greatest hit November 4th at T-Pac Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. Allowed in live production.
7: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
0: The great Mike Huganin, who no doubt, was on the edge of his seat last night after a 0-0 draw. PKs, my Philadelphia Union, came from behind in the PK session to beat Washington. The D.C. United team, uh, a.k.a. the Washington diplomats back in the day, Mike Hugan, and how do you plead to any of the above?
13: I never heard of any of those teams.
0: (laughs) Huggie, Brian Hartman, as only he can, just had a great observation, which is that it's ironic that Arizona and Arizona State might be heading to another league because they were the last to join the Pac-10 when it was the Pac-8 at one time back in the 70s. They made it the Pac-10. Colorado is going back from whence they came, and the two Arizona schools might be going right with them, which would be kind of perfect synergy, except I think now we'd be down like the Pac-6. I can't even... Huggy, I don't even know who's in what league anymore. This thing is giving me a freaking headache, man. It's getting stupid here. It's
13: it's getting ridiculous, Tom, though, interestingly enough, the Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten seemingly came, the idea of that came to a complete stop overnight, if you believe a couple of media outlets. Um, Yeah, and and if Arizona and Arizona State go to the Big 12, um, the the Pac-12 definitely is in trouble. Maybe they're not going to go. Who knows? It's interesting to me, though, I mean, I think if you asked a – Casual college sports fan, or casual college football fan. Oregon and Washington and Utah have vastly more cachet than Arizona and Arizona State. So, in some respects, it's the Big Twelve picking off some low hanging fruit in a, in, in a sense. Though I, I find it extremely difficult to believe that Arizona and Arizona State would add money. In terms of a TV deal to the Big 12, that, that makes zero sense to me. Just like it makes zero sense to me that Colorado adds any money, and if they bring in Arizona and Arizona State, hard for me to believe there'd be a major conference with an odd number of teams, which would be 15. So a, a lot of weird stuff going on, and, you know, it, I'm a, for, for whatever reason, I read a lot of, you know, stories on websites, and then I read the comments just because I guess I want to become more stupid. But it's amazing the number of people who comment on every single conference realignment story. Yep, NIL and Transfer Portal have ruined college athletics, and the realignment is just the latest example. Well, realignment's been going on as you pointed out. 1992, the SEC added teams. So it's not the Transfer Portal and NIL that mess with college athletics. It's administrators. So uh, people need to spew their venom toward administrators and conference commissioners and such and and not the players.
0: What I don't get, and, and I want to jump Bino in here momentarily, but what I don't get about any of this is these people in this whole college sports space are jumping around and doing all this stuff, and they're obviously just a bunch of greedy pigs, right? They don't care about tradition. But then these same people are going before the federal government and saying, would you please stop these kids from jumping around and being greedy pigs? It's the same damn thing. I mean, at what point do they not realize just how ridiculous all this is? Exactly. And, yeah, it's, again, if, if
13: people took a step back, and looked at the issues with college sports, all of them have come about because of administrators. And it's hard for me to believe that, okay, USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Okay, the money involved, we get it. But, um, you know, we've talked before on your show, the idea that the UCLA volleyball team will be traveling to Minnesota. We'll be traveling to Rutgers. We'll be traveling to State College, Pennsylvania, and vice versa. Those, those are, those are. You're missing two or three days of class, and it's getting harder and harder to reconcile the stuff that administrators say. Well, we have to do this for the good of the athletic department, and nothing, frankly, is ever done for the good of the athlete. And I know people are, you know, on the transfer portal and NIL, and they always bring that. That's that's those are minor issues to me compared to realignment and the uh, furor that that has that has caused. And there's going to be unforeseen consequences that crop up because of conference expansion. I don't think necessarily as much Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC because at least those are contiguous states and they're they're in the same geographic footprint for the most part, but. California, the, the, yeah, we talked about it. the Big Ten has two schools in California and a school in New Jersey. Uh, that's just, it's, it's ridiculous.
0: We had a really sharp guy on here a couple days ago, Blake Topmeyer, and I'll get to something Dan Wetzel just reported a moment ago because I want to get your thoughts on this, but Blake Topmeyer had a really good point about the Southeastern Conference. He said, in their perfect world, the ACC stays intact and they do nothing. He said, the minute it becomes real to the a- SEC – is when the big Ten starts going into their footprint and picking right. off choice schools At that point, it's going to become real to this league. So in a way, you've got this game of chicken going on because it looks like the Big Ten's going to say, "Hey, we're just going to go to 25 or 30." I mean just you can just see what they're doing. It's kind of like, wh- okay, let me, let me read this to you. This is from Dan Wetzel. This was just reported a moment ago. 11 11. Pac-12 couldn't close a grant of rights deal this morning with their membership. Fate of league likely rests on if Oregon can make a deal with the Big Ten. There's hesitancy among many in the Big Ten about the logistics of an 18-team league, travel to Eugene, etc. Money usually wins out on these things. We'll see. Before I brought you on, we went through our break. I said, for the old heads, it's hard to comprehend. We could wake up Monday morning, and there's no more Big Ten. I mean, Pack Ten, Pack PAC, whatever they PAC are. 12, right. That could right. happen. And that could literally happen.
13: Right. That's interesting. Also, in that there, there were reports this morning that the Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten had sort of gone away, mostly because of Big Ten qualms about plus the idea that the if you bring in Oregon and Washington, how much are you increasing your the value of your TV contract, is anybody going to renegotiate or is everybody going to get a smaller slice of the pie? And if, you, if you've if you told people you're going to make X amount and then add two teams and say, well, we were wrong, you're going to get X amount minus Y, I think everybody's going to go, no, we're not doing that. Plus you, the, the travel aspect, the whole travel scenario, nightmares for lesser sports, all that kind of stuff. But the, the Pac-12... Um, they've had, you know, I, I wanted to give Kliuchkov the benefit of the doubt, but that league has had three bad commissioners in a row. Tom Hansen, uh, who I've described before, as he, he could have gone to when he was the commissioner of the Pac-12, he could have gone to a meeting with other commissioners, and people would have said, "Who's that dude standing in the corner?" And it would have been Hansen. Uh, then they go to Larry Scott, who. I don't think there's been a worse commissioner in college sports history. Oh man. And now Klevkov who seems out of his element. Where you know, I know he wasn't a college sports administrator. Well neither was Brett Yormark of the Big Twelve, and Yormark has been extremely aggressive. And again, I am not sure that the Big Twelve has a bellwether football program once Texas and Oklahoma leave, and I think that's a gigantic concern. But at least the Big Twelve has has a pulse. And you got to give your mark credit for that but it's the idea that the co- college sports might not have a power conference on the West coast that's alarming to me.
0: you know Jeff Henderson jump in here I mean we're seeing something that that report by Dan Wetzel I I just get the feeling that that it's curtains for that conference man. Uh, when when UCLA and USC left, it was borderline curtains anyway. These people have no allegiance to each other, and they have no TV deal. Beanstar. Star. I mean, how are you processing all this?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough on an old man, uh, Mike. I think maybe stealing this from Top of My as well. Um, but is is the ACC's grant of rights the only thing keeping this deal from being just complete anarchy? Yeah, I think so, because I think the
13: idea that the FSU, you know, not the FSU AD, this was the FSU school president came out the other day and said, you know, we need to get out of this league. And then you had other people in in the league sort of pushing back, including North Carolina's AD. But I think the idea that FSU, at least for all the schools, at least appear tied to the ACC through 2036, if they weren't, I don't yep. think there's any doubt but that you'd have Clemson, Florida State, Miami, even North Carolina, Virginia Tech, hmm. all scrambling to find another place. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, it's the, you know, money, the bottom line is the bottom line. Money drives everything. But I think it's also sort of, um, what's the word I want now, oh, it's sort of sad that college sports is come to this because um, I again I, 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 the idea that there's a conference with a team in New Jersey and two teams in California seems ridiculous N- maybe not for football um, or even men's basketball but for every other sport I mean can you imagine the USC baseball team traveling to Rutgers
3: well I mean, that, that's ridiculous if the pac-12 had a more demanding fan bases and larger fan bases that, like the SEC does. Do you think that could make a difference in their? No, see, in, I, I, in wanting, I
13: think that's a in their sure. Washington, Oregon, USC, um, and Utah have strong fan bases, and I think it's it's all driven by TV. <laughs> Klieczkoff messed up. If Klieczkoff had been more aggressive with a TV deal. Mm-hmm. USC and UCLA might not have even left, and even if they did, you would, they, would, they would have regrouped and had a 10-team league with, with a strong TV deal. But, you know, they're, they're pitching, hey, let's go to Apple Streaming. Oh, boy. Good Lord. So um, I was at On3 back in February. We wrote a story about the idea that streaming probably would pay the most, but um, streaming services, your, your, if you're tying your future to a streaming service from a sports standpoint, that's not a good thing. And I, I, I think the idea that the Pac-12 is counting on Apple TV to save them is, is a gigantic, gigantic problem. And I think it's all falls at the feet of Larry Scott and George Cleacom.
0: I'll tell you how far Mike Hugan and our guests and myself go back. He was the Sporting News. And one of our first conversations I had when I knew he was a smart cookie we were talking about the inaugural and the coming out when they used to have something called the Bowl Alliance, and they went oh, wow. to the BCS. And the Bowl Alliance came from the fact that these people would cut backroom deals on each other for these bowl games, and they could, just couldn't behave themselves. People were accepting bowls. One year, Tennessee played a Virginia team that had four losses in the Sugar Bowl. Virginia ascended to number one in America after they beat Georgia Tech. And the and the bulls would climb all over each other. I mean, these people have always been the most conniving bunch of backstabbing SOBs on planet Earth with each other. And then, you know what I wonder, Hughie, is when they go behind closed doors, right? Like like today, when they were all Zoom calling with each other in the Pac-10, Pac-12, rather. I keep doing that. Pac-whatever they are. And... Um, they're all looking at each other, and you know they're, they're they're sitting there thinking in the back of their minds, okay, I don't want to say anything here, and even if I do, I'm going to have to lie through my teeth, but the first second we get a chance to get out of this mess... I mean, we're gone. We're both. We're gone. I mean, that's the whole... That is the whole... And to Bino's point, we, a couple weeks ago, we had all just kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that... um the ACC was all locked in until 2036. And then all of a sudden, you hear those reports, which we know they don't come from nowhere. We know that these, those of us that work in the media know that administrators send trial balloons through certain writers, agents, what, what, what have you, with the whole idea of how is the press going to respond, how are the fan bases going to respond, and they gauge that stuff. You can't tell me right now that Florida State, when that Weatherford guy, and you mentioned this earlier, but when he comes out and says, Hey, look, we're not happy with our deal in this league. We're getting the same cut as Wake Forest, and there's no way that's that's equitable or right and 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 we're looking we're looking for something. Let me ask you this, because I've seen some reports and you're a great guy to speak to about this because you've got The the cachet of hey I've been on the national level for a long time and I've got my Florida uh, Gainesville background the word I get or the word I'm hearing is that and I've seen more than one person posit this so I'm going to throw throw it at you the Florida Gators and their contingency and their folks at that state level there do not want Florida State in their league they do not want is that you find that accurate and do you think they would block it
13: South Carolina and Clemson too, um, and it goes back to I think from a from a competitive standpoint that's one thing, but I think from a league standpoint, if you if you're the SEC and you have Florida and you have South Carolina, um, I don't know well especially if adding Florida State, I'm not sure what that does for you. I don't think it drives the TV revenue up forty million dollars. I don't think adding Clemson and FSU would drive the TV revenue up $80 million, which is what it would take to make sure everybody got the same piece of the pie. And I think that's, you know, it's the, the SEC used to be, what, 10 teams, um, then 12, and now it's going to be 16 soon. Well, you know, the, the pie has gotten bigger. But, and, but the slices have basically remained the same size. They've gotten bigger, too, actually. But the problem with the Big Ten and the SEC now is we're going to have to bake a bigger pie and have bigger pieces to get that extra money. But wait a second here. We're being told that, no, we're not going to get the extra money, so the pie is going to be the same size, but it's going to be 18 slices and not 16. And, again, that's going to the same administrators who were diving under couches for nickels and dimes, and you're telling them we're going to bring two new schools in, and, oh, by the way, you're going to lose $13 million a year off the TV deal. No school's going to vote for that.
0: It's utterly. I mean, it's just.
13: You know, and literally, point earlier about yeah. you have these people looking like badasses on the one hand. Look at what we're doing. We're getting all this money. We're we're expanding, and on the on the other hand, they're dressing like bums and going to Washington and saying, "Please help us, because we can't. We're going to fall apart if you don't help us." Talking to Congress. So you're right. The dichotomy there is. Startling and stark because on the one hand they're trying to pretend we, we are we we're we rule the roost and on the other you have to save us because we can't save ourselves and we're going to fall apart it's it's, it's it, it it doesn't jibe and that's the college administrators you're right they they forever they've been conniving backstabbers and it's Sort of all coming home to roost now, and again, I'm I, I mystified as to why people think that NIL and transfer portal are the biggest issues when no. college sports—the the soul. And I don't want to go, but yeah, the soul of college sports is at stake here.
0: Bino so, said it. Bino said you can't, you can't. Bino said it earlier, and he's right. It's not the same thing. I mean, look, I'm not trying to be old on here, okay? I'm not because I stay with it, and and we got some, we got some vim, and I'm full of vinegar and all that stuff but i 'll tell you this right now, it is not the same sport we that we grew up with it 's not the same no, sport no, I fell in love like with it 's still a great sport there 's nothing like a false art there 's nothing like the run up to a, a football season there 's nothing like being in in a place like East Tennessee surrounded by those beautiful and those, the beautiful fans and just the wonder of, of it all coming back to life there 's just nothing like any of that. Hugie, they're ripping the heart right out of this thing.
13: Yeah, they are. and I, yeah, I think there are some people out there. You guys are like old men yelling, "Get off my lawn!" Uh, I, I, I agree. I don't. No, that's not what we're doing. We're saying you can come on my lawn, just don't tear it up any more than you've already torn it up. And that's the problem. They're taking all your grass away and throwing rocks on it. And it, it's it, you know, for to an extent, college sports has always been soulless. Yep. Um, but now um, it's soulless. There's bacon eyes, hairs falling out. It's, it's not a pretty picture anymore. And because it's the almighty dollar, and, and you know, I get it, is, everybody needs money and you, all that kind of stuff. But um, some of the decisions that are driven by economics are not good long
2: term decisions. I don't
3: think. So the concern about a smaller distribution. Could that be what prevents a super conference from forming, eventually? No, because
13: I think the amount of money in the pot would be the same. It would it would just be instead of divvying it up among 133 schools, it would be 70 schools. So you know, people, you know, the MAC obviously doesn't make a lot of money. I think conference USA schools get six hundred thousand dollars a year, but <laughs> seriously. If you go right. to okay, hey Western Kentucky, you're in Conference USA. You're getting 600k a year. Hey Kentucky, do you want that 600k? Sure, it's yours now. So Kentucky would say, yeah, well we we want it all. So I, I think you know Oregon and Oregon State and Washington State, the two schools you don't hear anything about, that they're not going to be in that Super Conference. But if it's Fox, if it's ESPN, if it's CBS, if it's NBC, just like. Just like it is with the NFL, there's going to be a huge pot of money. It's just going to be divvied up between 70 teams and not 133. And I still think there are schools in the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, and ACC that if it becomes that big super conference one day, they ain't going to be in it because they don't bring anything to the table. Again, nothing against Ole Miss or Mississippi State, but if the SEC were – not around and starting up today, Ole Miss and Mississippi State wouldn't even be in the top 25 to join that league.
0: Hey, let's go to the field real quick. One one piece of news this week that caught my attention, I want to see if uh, you've heard anything or what the impact of this would be. Florida sophomore linebacker Shamar James, who's a really nice player, he's projected starter for him, played well last year as a true freshman for him, suffered a leg injury of some sort. Uh, Wednesday and is out for a while. How big of a loss would he be if that comes to big, pass?
13: I was told by two people that he's he will play in the that he, that he, he they expect him to play in the first game against
14: Utah. Oh, very good. So okay, he, he,
13: that would be he, he is a good player on team that needs good players on defense. But yeah. from what I have been told, it's not it's not any kind of serious injury that's going to keep him out any appreciable length of time.
0: Have there been, Hughie, to your recollection, any other injuries in camp so far? No, not yet. Across uh, the board in the league,
14: in, in the know, SEC, it's, and
13: it's the, it's the first week, obviously. And we talked last week about it. Uh, I, I still think that if you lose a player in preseason camp, that's the worst time to lose them. Um, so, but from what I've been, you know, what I've read and talking to people around the country, I haven't heard of any big name player. Oh my goodness, he's going to miss half the season. I guess. Cam Rising who tore his ACL at the end of last season um, the Utah quarterback mm-hmm. he is one guy that might not be 100% when the season starts but Whittingham says he's playing in the opener So, um, but I haven't heard of anybody being any big name guy being seriously hurt uh, in, in preseason camp thus far but then again we're only four days in so knock on wood Nicky, anybody
0: one, one other question for you down in the uh, in the in your region in Florida, this Ruiz guy looks like he 's getting ready to go underwater and i and and miami he openly was just paying a bunch of people basketball, football, flashing it around so to speak miami style South Florida style for whatever reason whether it's Nevin Shapiro or him or just you know Miami vice or whatever it is, the hurricanes of the eighties um what what is the latest there? What are you hearing? And is is this dude as upside down as he appears?
13: Yeah, I, I think, I don't know if he's upside down. At one point, he owned seven waterfront houses in Miami. Seven. Um, he had Buku Cash. Remember, he was a guy who loved c- cigarette boat racing, so he bought a company that made cigarette boats. Those speedy speedy. <laughs> So he has tons of money, and he, you're right. He was sort of the face of NIL. A lot of big money people are involved in NIL. Unlike 99.9% of them, though, John Ruiz sought the spotlight and said, you know, we're, we're bringing in Nigel Pack. We're bringing in the Cavender Twins to the women's team. We're paying our players. You know, we're giving good NIL deals to, play, to players who stay here, and that's one reason Miami made the Final Four last year. Um, now, he is not Actually, the, the two richest UM alums are the Moss brothers, M-A-S They're the guys who own Inter-Miami And who just signed Messi To the, the Soccer team So, they're involved in Miami NIL as well So, I, in, in certain Miami people, certain Miami writers Well, this won't impact Miami's NIL At all Bull. Bull. It's going to exactly. impact it the question is how much? Because again, you, this guy, he single-handedly put together their basketball roster. They got to the final four. So losing John Ruiz would be a huge blow. The question is, does he have enough money left to cover the, the NIL contracts he's already written? We'll find out. But that company, yeah, they were talking about, you know, bringing in billions of dollars a year. They brought in 32 million, honestly.
0: Like a lot of things, looks good on paper until the rubber meets the road. You're
13: right, the Miami, as someone who grew up in Miami, the Miami, yeah, this guy would have fit perfectly in the Miami Vice era.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and that's for whatever reason, whether it was him, Nevin Shapiro, uh, the Luther Campbell thing back in the day, they've always had that ethos around them. And you know, to to the rest of the world, we visualize cocaine drops off the coast of Miami and guys that have houses that they rent just to store and keep all their cash. You know,
3: that's why I just can't see Miami joining a league like the Big Ten. That just well, seems oh, such the, a the plan. A, the
0: academic. Well, you system. know what though? They're a fine, they're an academic institution, though, Brian. That's see, that's the weird conundrum about Miami, isn't that right? Huge? Aren't they an that's, academic that's a, that's institution? That's
13: a good academic school, not not a yeah. elite, but it's good. Um, And it's what's interesting also is, you know, Florida State talking about we want to get into a different league. Well, you know, a lot lot of college presidents talk about being in the AAU, the American Association of Universities, which has to do with professors and grant money and research and all that kind of stuff. Two schools in Florida are in AAU, UF and USF, not Florida State certainly not UCF and Miami's not either, though Miami's a better academic school than UCF, I'm not sure about Florida State, but Miami has the best marine mar- marine biology program in the nation phenomenal music school they have a nice law school, great great, great medical school um, but the, the academics there are better than people think, it's also extremely expensive to go to yeah, I,
3: I, I know all after,
1: that uh, at, yeah. after the Big Ten raids the Pac-12. Just wait till those smarmy Big Ten fans get a load of Bill Walton out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd be allowed on
13: Big Ten Network. So um, I don't.
14: You <laughs>
0: you don't, you don't think Ten the Network Big Ten Network's going to go for that? Hughie, a guy no, smoking a J Bone. I like the Big Ten Network. I think they got some good uh good uh, Very good. Yeah, they got very good. They got they have that that's the Big Ten's got some very good talent and. In fact, um, are you a Walton fan? I've never asked you this. Do you I like Bill Walton?
13: He's a little bit too out there for me now. I think if he were to focus strictly on basketball, he'd be fine, but he, he doesn't. So I, I, I did find his uh, the, the thing on ESPN was fascinating because the guy Great. is an interesting guy. The, you know, in fact, yep. he overcame a severe stuttering problem. Yes, his relationship with John Wooden, um, yes. all those old Boston Celtics raving about him all the portland trailblazer guys raving about what kind of teammate he was all that kind of stuff he obviously was a uh phenomenal basketball player when healthy and his iconoclastic ways i think appeal uh they have certainly appealed to me when i was younger um but i yeah these days i just think he's a little bit too out there
0: well what happens to everybody right is they they get a brand and yeah, they start living, kind of learn living learn their gimmick, so to yeah. speak, and pushing their gimmick a little too far. And I'm supposed to go on TV at night and just do Freeform. And, you know, they pay me to do that. Instead of, naturally, I was doing Freeform. The thing I love about Walton, after watching that documentary, is he's an authentic character yeah, in, a ones, sure. in a world full of fake ones. In a world full of fake characters. Because yeah, a fake. lot of this social media nonsense... That's, and it's pure nonsense. It's a bunch of people acting for cameras. And, and, and it's a shame Walton's got pulled into that a little bit. But that's sort of the ESPNization of sports in my mind. That's why they have fake argument shows. Yes, a lot of them. So, but listen, I appreciate you. Any final thoughts for us here on the way out as we are? How many days? Are we 22, 22 days, days now?
13: Wow, week zero. Yep, uh, three weeks from tomorrow.
0: First really track, exciting.
13: Seven, seven games involving uh, two FBS schools. Maybe Notre Dame's one. San Jose State, USC is one. Though, unfortunately, that's on Pac-12 Network, which means what? Like seven people get it, so can't see Caleb Williams's opening game, which
2: is annoying.
0: Well, I can send you some links to some Chinese streams. You'll see it just yeah. fine.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm not kidding.
1: Hey, Bino, am I kidding? Uh,
2: no, Mike, he's not. <laughs> I'll send it to me. I'll, yeah, I'll watch. i watch.
0: Yeah, you'll never miss a game. I don't know what's going to be on your phone after it's over, but you'll yeah, never miss a, a game. I send you some of the links I use. Yeah, but no, it's, it's
13: three. You know, that's the thing. Three weeks from tomorrow, the season yep. is here. Wow! And that's that's fin- and finally we'll be able to stop paying. You know, putting all the attention on the off-field stuff. Three weeks from tomorrow, it's actually on field. So, uh, and I'm interested in Navy Notre Dame. Obviously, Navy's got a new coach after the first time in 15 years, yep. and Notre Dame's got Sam Hartman at quarterback. So that's going
14: to be cool to see too.
0: Going to be a great, 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 great college football season. It's going to be a really interesting one here. I think a profusely interesting one in the Southeastern Conference yeah. as well, with all the question marks and that
13: quarterback. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: going to be really yeah. fun. But uh, we'll have some answers here in about a month or so. Hugie, you're my man. Much love to you. Keep keeping on, brother. And I'm glad you okay. sound like you're feeling really good after your oh, yeah, surgery. Yeah. So, so, so doing
13: well after, uh, after uh, replacement. So talk to you next Friday, man. Thanks.
0: See you, buddy. Vino, you know, I know here's a thing I wish I could do for young kids that are listening in your 20s, younger. Man, I wish I could transport you back into the eighties and you could see college football, what it was supposed to look like. Cause if you like this, you would have loved that. If you love this, you would have really loved that. Just a thought.
1: Yeah, and the world was so much smaller than Tony, and everything was kind of regionally based. And I understand a lot of a lot of young people have grown up in a you know, a world that was a lot bigger than mine where they could Uh, follow USC just as closely as I could UT so uh, you know maybe they don't feel that way but uh, for me it was uh, you know the, the regional aspect of it was one of the bigger draws to me to college football
0: yeah I'm the older I get the more I I get a sense that sometimes less is more just an observation 865-200-5402. 865 200 Bino, I do have a stream I'm going to send him where he can watch that game. Do you think that degenerate would watch it?
1: Uh, yeah, I, th- I think if Mike had an opportunity to watch a game he couldn't see otherwise, he'll do it however he needs to do it.
0: Did I just refer to Hugie as a degenerate, a sports degenerate?
1: I, you, you did. You did.
0: As we continue, do you think he would mind me referring to him as a sports degenerate?
1: No, I think that he would know uh, from us that's a term of endearment. (laughs)
0: 865-200-5402. We're going to have some fun on the other side. We are going to flip the tables on you here. As we continue, Tony B., Beano Jeff, Brian Hartman. It's a Friday. Let your hair down. As we continue on the other side after this.
3: Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com
5: for Android and iPhones.
15: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
6: Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern, and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
10: Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at AutomobileKeys.com. You can email us at C-O-D-Y at AutomobileKeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School Football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers!
15: All right, welcome back, everybody. I have got Miles Johnson from Foodland on the phone. He's going to tell us what specials we have. Miles, what kind of deals you got for us this week at uh, at Foodland?
11: Well, this week we
14: have ground beef for two ninety nine a pound, whole New York strip five ninety nine a pound, iceberg lettuce $1.49 forty nine each, twenty ounce gatorade three for four, and Coca
2: Cola twelve packs two for twelve.
15: All right. Fantastic. And of course, we're celebrating back to school with all the great kids going back and uh, your sales run through Tuesday, August 8th. And uh, as always, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. located very conveniently right there uh, near the post office. So people need to come in and check it out. And uh, and if anybody needs anything, they can ask one of your great staff because uh, you have an amazing staff. So Miles, thank you as always. Uh, and uh, again, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day.
14: You
8: too. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in
0: Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you. My brother-in-law, John, is uh, pumped about Pete the Cat. He's coming up from Chattanooga to see him. So, wonder if he'll have his cat suit on. I don't know, but... Bino, you like cats? You a cat person, Bino?
1: I'm much more of a dog person, Tony. Uh, We inherited a couple of cats uh, when my mother-in-law passed, uh, and I got close to uh, the one that would let me get close to it, but uh, I'm much more a dog person.
0: Dogs have my kind of temperament, so, but I love any animal. I'm just intrigued by the animal kingdom. It's a... I'm always, the way I look at it, it's just God's creation. There's a, there's some whimsical stuff in the animal kingdom. There's some scary stuff in the animal kingdom, obviously. But, um, yeah, a good friend of mine, his daughter's studying to be a veterinarian, and I know some other veterinarians, and they're, you know, our animal friends are our animal friends. You know, it's a very, uh, very important important thing, so... Um, dogs
1: are as close as you'll come to unconditional love in this life.
0: Ah, I love dogs. My my brother uh, has a dog and came up. Yesterday I took my brother Steve swimming at his house, and they got this dog they just got. And God, the way this little guy sits there with you and turns around and smiles at you and wants to be petted when they smile at you, that's just, dogs are really precious. Here's a question for you. Let's have some fun here. I have two things. First of all, Bino, I haven't gotten your thoughts on this, but Orange Shirt writes, really good discussion this week on the show of record about Blake Topmeyer's ranking of SEC coaches. Looking strictly through an orange lens, Kirby or Nick are... Irrelevant, since neither one would come to the Vols. He And he says, the question is, who would I trade Josh Hype for in the rest of the league? Brian Kelly, he writes, is the most consistent winner after the big two. But I'd say no thanks, because would Tennessee be the best job he's ever had? Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze, great offensive minds, too much baggage. Jimbo, Great offensive mind at one time, but seems like today's game, greatest offenses have passed him by. He writes, I'll take my chances with Hypel. He's got him at three. You know, I don't know that we've asked you about this since this happened and we've had an eventful week of discussion with this, but let me throw that at you. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think uh, from uh, Throaty's standpoint, I agree completely. At one time or another, I wanted Brian Kelly. I've I've pushed for yep. Brian Kelly, Kiffin, yep. and Freeze to be the head football coach here. Uh, now I wouldn't take any of them in front of what we have. Um, I, but I a young Brian
0: says- Kelly, a young Brian Kelly, you could have argued would have been um, would have been right there with Heipel, You know, yeah, that was 15 years ago, Bino, when you were talking about it when he was at Cincinnati. Yep. Yep. and he was, uh, you know, he was Tony Vitello esque. I mean, he. There was just magic about that guy. Agree. So, you were right about if that. If I
1: had to rank them, Tony, if I had to rank the top rank five, him. Rank I him. think I'd do it in two two different ways. I I'd do it in two different ways. If you're talking about if 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 you're talking about an entire career, uh, then it's Saban, Smart, Kelly, Kiffin, Freeze. If you're talking about a snapshot in time, then to me it's Smart, Saban, Heifel, um, Kelly, and uh, and Kiffin.
0: Well, you got to have Frieza had a Kiffin. That's what you meant, right?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe, um, but. I think those are basically the same guy, and one has more baggage than the other. It's just really
0: fun to me, you know, to have a coach who is kind of worthy of being in that conversation and people not laughing at you. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, because like back in the day, if a discussion like this would have came up in the Jones era, you would have felt the need to place him somewhere around the top six or seven just to make your fan base feel better. No, I wouldn't do that, but you would feel the need to do that. I wouldn't have done it. But with this guy, I guess my point is, with him, there's no sort of like his approach, which is I'm just going to tell you what's going on, and I'm probably going to say too much to you. I'm not going to say it in the most exciting way, but I'm going to say a lot, which is what Hypel does. The truth is we don't need to convince anybody with this guy. He's a more energetic Philip Filmer the way he speaks. Yeah.
3: It's probably right. It's not he's, really interesting to listen to, but there's just more energy behind it. You can tell.
0: Well, there's a, he's a lot more interesting than Filmer ever dreamed to be in, though. But I I see what you're getting at. He's a lot more interesting than poor Filmer, my gosh. Um, no offense. Of course, no offense intended, you know. Here's my other question for you. And if you want to jump in, 865-200-5402. So I was laughing at myself for watching an MLS game last night. And, but
3: At least you weren't listening
0: to one. Well, I listened to the post game. My brother, I turned that on and he goes, What are you doing? Oh, and I my. said, oh, I'm, oh, I'm turning yeah. on the post game. And my brother Richard looks at me and says, What? <laughs> kind of like Laura when she said, and then I told him, I said, You know, it's funny. I said, Laura had a similar reaction a couple weeks ago where I was listening to a game. And Laura said, You know, it's bad enough to watch that. It's another level entirely to listen to it. So here's my question: you, you, You're walking me right into that, Brian. What is the sport the, the most sports degenerate thing that you look at or that you do that nobody else knows about? We got three weeks now to kill till college football season gets here. And some of these nights, if you're a sports fan, you flip around and you're looking for something. Bino, you know, the other day, I watched pickleball on television, and I don't know what I was looking at, but one of the I started looking up who these people are, and it was this fifteen, literally a fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old professional pickleball player, a girl. She's a girl. And a guy that just went to Maryland who looked like the condor out there. And I literally sat there and watched pickleball and I thought to myself, is there something wrong with me? So the question for you is, tell on yourself, what is the most out-of-the-way thing that you pay attention to? And we all have things we do to kind of get us through our sports summer so we can get on with enjoying another college football fall. And I think we all diverge. We all split and diverge when it comes to uh, our diverging interests that we have in the summer. 865 5402 if you want to tell on yourself again. 865 5402 The other interesting conversation that we've had this week, and I, I don't know... I don't know what to make of any of this, but it is kind of a mess. Um, Be no question for you. Will you watch the Vols in Lithuania today? Will you go out of your way to look at that? I think it's on a pay site. If I'm not, if I'm not sure. Uh,
1: I'm yeah. unlikely to watch. Um, I'm unlikely to watch any basketball from Italy in August, Tony.
0: Have you guys seen that thing called the basketball tournament? It's the ex-college guys?
1: I have watched a little bit of that
0: Okay, so the finals were in Philadelphia. The semifinals were played the other night and the finals were up there and and Anthony looked at me and he said, "Dad, don't do it." because it was on Drexel's campus. I was going to suggest that we go, and he's, "Dad, don't 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 say that because he knows me. He knows I'm a total degenerate. Are they still doing guys that three on three thing? Is that still a thing? Yes. Is the three on three thing? It was on last night before the CFL game came on. So the three on three thing is still a thing. Yeah, it was.
3: They were having it in Boston. The three on three thing is still a thing. I think so. Yes.
1: Yes, it, it is. I. I Watched a little bit of that the other day, uh, just a very little bit. I think Charles Oakley was coaching one team, and uh, Lisa oh, no. Leslie was coaching the other.
0: Oh no, Bino, tell on yourself. What is the most, what, what is the most, um, degenerate thing you've done with your summer in terms of sports watching?
1: Uh, Tony, I'm kind of a sports snob, so I don't spend much time on things that are outside of my realm. Uh, so I don't know that I have that. I, I guess the most degenerate thing I do is watch uh, is watch uh, mock fantasy football drafts on uh, on YouTube. Uh, while I'm involved with a college football fantasy draft.
0: That could be watching mock fantasy football drafts on YouTube. It's kind of what I'm describing. That's pretty, I mean, Bino, for a guy to say I'm not involved in any degenerate, sports degenerate type behavior, what do you get out of watching a mock fantasy football
1: draft, Bino? I, I get some ideas of what maybe I need to do. Uh, and obviously, it never helps, but uh, I watch them anyway.
0: Let's go to the phones. Absolutely classic. 865 200 5402. If you want to join us, just, Brian Hartman, do you have something that you do that you watch before you go to the phones that you just kind of are um, really sort of ashamed of?
3: I watch the CFL. I'd rather watch the CFL than. The slot the NFL put on last night. I'll take a CFL game in August that counts over an
0: NFL game in August. That doesn't. I would much rather watch anything other than uh, preseason football. That is the preseason football, NFL football, is the most useless, rip-off, waste of time thing on the American sports landscape. And that they tie it to season ticket packages and get their season ticket holders to pay full price to that is utterly disgraceful and disgusting. Let's go back to our phones. Well,
3: and what's funny is all these people are so glad football's back, and then like five plays later they're like, this sucks.
0: Turn it off. Do something else. Let's get Poldy Joe in here. Poldy Joe, welcome in. P.J., Happy Friday, gentlemen. Happy Friday, PJ, you sports degenerate, you.
14: That's definitely the truth, bud. You know that. Hey, um, I would like to say that, honestly, you know I'm not a coach worshiper at all, but I wouldn't trade Heifel for no one.
0: It is kind of right. coming to that, guys. It is kind of coming to that, which is because he really my, checks a lot of my boxes. First of all, he's a really good guy. Secondly, his teams are so freaking fun to watch, which really at the end of the day this stuff is entertainment. My point being is I watched
14: a lot of Brian Kelly. And let me just put it this way, he belongs he uh, he, he belongs with Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, if you know what I mean. With all the stuff yeah, that he's
1: done. I think he's, even, he's even uh, Cincinnati, really a
14: he good football coach. He is not a good human, though, I'll tell you that. No. Now now that I've seen people, man, I, I really, truly believe this guy is genuine, man.
0: Oh, I know he he's, is. He's a really, he's a good, that's a good fellow right there. Yep.
1: He's as good. I on, can say this, the, Tommy. Holly Joe was a big butch jones fan because the one football game i went to him when butch jones was coaching uh, we sat down uh me and polly and roger and polly left this was in the pregame and i never saw him again uh and it it turns out that he did not have his id with him he couldn't get a beer and he couldn't watch butch jones football without it
0: polly how much of that story is true 150%. Oh, my gosh. What a character. You just disappeared from the game?
14: (laughs) I I told Bino that I I can't do it. (laughs) I couldn't tell Roger that because he would you know, I didn't want to upset him. Roger was not going to handle
0: that well. Yeah, that you... I made
14: sure... I made yeah. sure I got him a big plate of food and uh, everything that I'm supposed to do when I take Roger to a game. Yeah, yeah, you, got to,
0: you had to keep Roger distracted on that one.
14: Guys, another thing real quick is Saban, Saban, if people, if they don't remember, he was, he was a little better than average at Michigan State. He, he went to a place when he went to Alabama to go where he could cheat and get away with it, he got away with everything and cheated. And now that the tables have turned, you watch. You watch what's going to happen. It's already started to happen.
0: Well, he's still he's still the best. Um, Bino, I don't know where you had Saban, but you said one and two on those guys. You have you have Saban one like I do, right, Bino? I've learned my lesson. I, I with
15: have,
1: yes, full career I have Saban one.
0: Yeah, and right now he's still one. I don't care he, that Kirby's won to- two in a row. I, I don't I just know that if you're saying whose next five years would you would you bet on Kirby or Sabin, I'll bet Sabin in the next five years over Kirby successfully. I wouldn't Sony. I wouldn't. Yeah, but every time I, we I, say that, Bino, every time we say that he comes roaring back.
1: Every time. I I, I just I think that they finally found the guy at Georgia. And there's just more football players in Georgia than there is in Alabama and smart's younger than Saban. If I were buying and selling right now, I'd buy smart and sell safe. Oh, buy smart.
14: Hey, up? Um,
0: smart way.
1: Tony, I know this is a dictatorship,
14: okay? Um just it is truly, but I want to defend my my friend Rusty. And can you believe that? I want to defend him. Because that one day that you no, went off a, on him.
0: And, he's a horrible caller.
14: And you called him an SOB. <laughs> but yesterday, our boy Joshy Boy was doing the clipboard to your Phillies and you blew him up.
0: It's correct. So, let me. Hey, hey, hey Polly, hey, hey, call I, I got to explain something to you every once in a while. This is called The Tony Basilio Show, not The Polly. Joe, show. although that's a nice ring to it. Therefore, you're out of here. Don't tell me how to run my show, you punk and clown. You absolute punk and clown. Joshy boy came on here the night after one of the most painful losses in, in my Philadelphia-Philly regular season watching Sports Life. This Trey Turner guy, you know, I feel so badly for him. I'm going to the game tonight that I'm going to be one of the people that's going to stand up and cheer him when he walks out on the field. Because when you are the worst player in the league and you keep running back out there and doing what you're doing, and that's what he is. He went from the MVP to literally, statistically speaking, at the plate and with his glove right now. He's the worst player in the league. He's like in the, literally in the bottom ten players in the league. And you keep answering the bell and keep trying – Hey, you got my vote, man. Cause it's got to be horrendously painful for that guy to make thirty million dollars and go out go out there every night and get pantsed on national television.
1: I never would have believed that, Tony. Not, not from him.
0: And baseball's a sport where you can lose your way. It's, it's, you know, it's like these professional golfers that lose their swing, and it is. So hard to look at. You just want to look. When a ground ball's hit his way now, I just want to turn my head. I mean, I just. The guy's got like 14 errors already, Bino. He's a shortstop. And. And. Let's say this about those of us that follow baseball. In an era where. They don't. uh, Count errors the way they once did. There's a lot of generous scoring going on in Major League Baseball. Have you noticed that, Bino? A lot of generous scoring. Yes. There yes. are a lot yes. of pitchers carrying a lot of earned runs that are not earned runs. That is Barbra right. Streisand, the way, they, the way these uh, people score the game today. These inflated, because there's so little offense in it, Bino. they have to inflate the offensive numbers.
1: Yeah, I believe that's exactly what we're seeing. I, I think that's by design. Anything close
0: is a hit. Back to our phones we go. I want to know the most degenerate sports thing that you do just to kind of whittle the time away. Nashville Lee sent me something that's really right. Those of us who follow MMA, the PFL playoffs are tonight on ESPN, Tony. That's a degenerate paradise. That's what he said.
1: He's what exact- in the world is the PFL?
0: Okay, it's the it's the <laughs> it's the professional fighting league. It's ESPN's MMA uh, franchise. Uh, Kayla Harrison fights in it. They took one of the MMA's bigwigs and paid him a ton of money to get him over there. There's a thought that the Black Beast might go there. Um, at some point. Since he's a free agent now, it's just a, it's a different form of UFC basically, and it's a it's a playoff format where they they fight for a prize and and then at the end of it all, somebody wins a million dollar uh, grand prize, which in that sport's a lot of money. Those are those are the most underpaid professional athletes in the world. Those MMA fighters for what they do to themselves. But we'll go back to the phones. Tony Valls got me into. How good of a of a recruiter is Tony Valls if he can get me into MMA? Me now, you don't think he's a good recruiter, do you?
1: Uh, I I think he's a good recruiter, Tony. But getting you into watching some kind of off the wall sports probably not his greatest prize.
0: Get Yamsomania in here. Yamsamania, welcome in. Oh, hang on, hang on. Before you get Yamsomania in here. Bino, do you believe that Titans Yams is going to stay on the topic today, or is he going to go off off the uh, off the board for five hundred, Alex? Which one?
1: Uh, uh, Titans Bill. The last time he was on here on Monday, when I was on here, he was he was strictly walking the line. So I'm going to say that he's going to wander a little today.
0: All right, going to deviate off his septum today. Let's get uh, Billy in here. Billy, welcome in.
16: How you doing, Tony? Billy, what's up, man? How's your Friday? Uh, my Friday's going fine, buddy. It's even. How's your sausage? Uh My sausage is not burning. Okay. But I will. I will say this. Uh, Mike Frable gave a Jamarco Jones a sayonara sukiyaki when he got into it with Jeffrey Simmons. Bye, bye, Jamarco Jones. Yes. Say you wouldn't want to
0: be ya. we hardly knew ye cyaonada
16: yeah. so yes and Bino I'm gonna make up for my stupidity for Monday now, Tony and I had a nice little fireside chat on his cell phone on you know when I called him on his cell number there is a very famous Italian. This is last Friday. We're going back to the Tallytown Festival. Yeah, right, okay. go ahead. And this very famous Italian made a name for herself in the field of contemporary Christian music. And one of her big hit songs was, Go Light Your World. I'll, I'll sing the just some of the verse. Go Light Your World. Take your candle and go light your world. Name this very famous Italian. She's a female, you know, very attractive. I, Name Bill, her.
1: I, I, if, uh, there's no way I would ever get that right. Who? Who is? know, it?
0: She's Italian. It's it rhymes with Ricoli. Ricoli cheese. Do you or Brian know who he's talking about?
6: No, I know because I
0: used, to, I used to work in contemporary Christian radio at one time, briefly. And I mean briefly, or Christian radio anyway. Uh, he is talking about the great Kathy Tricoli. Is that correct, Bill?
16: That is correct, my good Christian friend.
0: Now, i got to ask Bino. Bino, in your humble opinion, is that... Snooze, snow, and Snugget germane to what we're discussing today? Uh,
1: unlikely, but interesting.
0: <laughs> Poor, Bill, you're my man. Bill, yeah. what's the weirdest sports thing you
16: watch to get you through the summer, which is a loaded question to ask you. Uh. Well, you know, I watched that CFL game, you know, between Toronto and uh, Saskatchewan. Yeah, it was it was like watching the New York Jets play Gibbs High School.
0: Bino, <laughs> I gotta say, Bino, I, uh, Brian Hartman, I gotta say, that's a company you're in. Well, it's still better than. Whatever that was, the Browns and Jets were doing last night. Hey, there were balls all over the field last night. John Kelly was out there. Well, I'll, I'll tune in week one. I wonder when Jimmy Haslam. I wonder when Jimmy Haslam, you know, is going to get himself a snap like George uh, Plimpton back in the day, the paper of paper lion fame.
1: Well, he has to build up first uh, in his conditioning, running those sprints.
0: Can you believe the guy was running sprints? You talk about a guy that needs it hey, and needs it God, now.
1: God bless him. He still runs sprints. Yeah, he's got if a he football still,
3: team. And, if he can still do it, I say do it because lots of Jim, folks are not able to. I mean,
0: they literally cannot do it at that age. Jimmy Phrygian or even coaching jog. shorts. Jimmy Phrygian coaching shorts. It's all they can so do to Bino, walk. Dino,
16: this Probably is going to be your homework. It. I'm sorry, Tony. Give him some homework, Bill. All right, this is going to be your homework. I want you to story. check out Kathy Tricoli. I knew that. Kathy Tricoli. Okay, I will do that.
0: Very, very, very uh, uh, pretty lady, right, Bill?
16: Uh, you, son? Gro- oh, boy. Drop dead gorgeous. Oh. Woohoo!
0: Good night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sometimes I don't know how to feel.
16: <laughs> and well, mostly am- them women that are Italian ascent, Tony, they are drop dead gorgeous. Uh, Bill, I'll take
0: your word for it, because up here, well, <laughs> never mind. Danny, I'm going to get myself in trouble right now. <laughs>
16: I'm going to take your word. Hey, Bill? Hey, Bill? Yeah. I'm going to oh, take yeah, your buddy. word
0: for it. I'm going to take your word for
16: it. Okay. You're
0: my man. Have a Dwight Gooden. Because I
1: got this. do do it, Tony. Mm.
0: It's kind of like what I want to say so badly about Dabo Swinney when he runs out of the tunnel. Mm, looks like he belongs on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. There's something wrong with me. 865-200-5402. A guy just texted me, being and is wondering, does slam ball qualify? Are you guys familiar with slam ball?
1: Is that the one where they've got the little trampolines and they bang the ball off of?
0: Yeah, Mr. C called me the other night, and he said, I've just reached a new low. He said, you're the guy I've got to confess it to, and I said, okay.
1: Slam ball is that basketball where they use the trampolines.
0: Trampolines. I've seen it. it. He said, I just saw a guy bang his elbow real badly off a backboard, and I said, what? And he said, yes, yeah, Slam Ball. And he looked it up for me, and it gets pretty good numbers. It gets three or 400,000 people. Tune in to watch it. Brian, have you ever seen Slam Ball?
3: No, I haven't. 865
0: 200 5402. When we continue on the other side, Arnstrode asks a question which is a interesting question, and it's this. Does Bazooka Joe have the most pressure on him going into this season? Who in Tennessee's apparati has more pressure? Is it Bazooka Joe or is it Joey Halsey? Joey Halsey. I always want to do that. Bino. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that as we continue. Is it the quarterback or Tennessee's OC who has the most pressure in this situation? Or maybe it's Josh Heupel who has to, but it's one of those three. Which of the three has most pressure on them? And then how would you rank the pressure meter from those three? Heupel's got to live up to what they did last season. There is an expectation in this fan base now. Now, I've said on here I don't think it's fair. But that is kind of where things are. Um, And, look, people are betting on the totals. Your fan base is always going to bet the over. Speaking of which, TB here to tell you about Zen Sports, your new sports betting app in Tennessee revolutionizing sports betting rewards, listen, you are literally wasting your time and money betting on any sports book that's not Zen Sports. Because Zen Sports offers real cash rewards for those lucky enough to be in Tennessee. That means no funny money. That means no points in your account. Or credits in your account, and then you go to pull the money out, and it's not there. Because it's not money. So what's the point? Here's the point. For a welcome bonus, Zen Sports will let, allow you to earn 5% cash back on every bet you place your first 15 days. And there's no limit on your betting. or on your bonus, rather, when you use the promo code TNTONY. And you can earn up to 3% cash back on your bets after that with Zen Sports Loyalty Program. So make the switch today. Start betting on Zen Sports. Your wallet is going to thank you later. Gambling problem? 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 in the state of Tennessee to bet. I take a brief timeout. We come back. I'm going to get Beano to rank the pressure meter for me. More chitter-chat on the thing that's getting you through the summer or something you you, you want to confess to us here. And, yes, uh, Tennessee Lee, the PFL is a suitable answer for that. I'm not sure Kathy Cercoli is. I'm not – I guess I'm going to have to take that up with our commissioner if Kathy Chercoli is a suitable answer. But we will continue on the other side.
3: Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for
5: Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
4: The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to create the best event of the season, the annual Kiwanis Chili Cookoff and the new Main Street event, Fall Fest on the Square. This will be held September 30th, 3 to 7 p.m., downtown Columbia. There will be music, food trucks, vendors, and entertainment by the renowned journey band, Majestic. For more information, visit the Kiwanis of Columbia Facebook page and click the Events tab or go to www.visitcolumbia.com.
1: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Parch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: TB, back with you. Two two quick nuggets, Bino. One, Tennessee basketball. The other one involving the Pac-12. Which one would you like first?
1: Uh, Let's go with the uh, uh, Pac-12 first.
0: Breaking news from Brett McMurphy who we've had on here a timer 20. Really good guy. He had the Action Network, HQ. Oregon and Washington joining the Pac-10, becoming the latest schools to leave the Pac-12. Joining the Big Ten, I Big should 10. say. I keep doing that. I've got some kind of brain thing in my brain where I... Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten, becoming the latest schools to leave the Pac-12, putting... Pac-12, future in doubt, sources tell Action Network HQ. Wow. That is um, that's simply staggering. I think it's reprehensible. I think it's a disgrace. Uh, imagine being a Washington State fan today. Imagine being a Stanford fan today. Oregon State fan. And nobody cares at Oregon and at Washington because they will look right at those. Con- hey, we just had to, you know, we're not worried about y'all. Y'all can go float out and see. I got a life preserver. Good luck to you. So
3: now the SEC is on the clock. What will they do?
0: No, the SEC is not on the clock till something happens in the ACC, Brian. This does nothing to the SEC. That changes nothing. But the second item... Second item up for grabs, ladies and gentlemen, then we'll go back to the phones. And thank you, Goldie, for tipping me off to that. The second item up for grabs, and then Big Josh joins, is as follows. DeLeon will be starting at point guard today for the Vols as they take on the Lithuanian under-21 team. A source at the scene says the team they're playing is is going to be pretty overmatched based on warm-ups and based on what's reverberating through Tennessee's program. So they're they're finna play a, a team they feel like they're going to hammer. So. Is
1: that the team they play twice, Tony?
0: Yes. Okay. That's correct. That's the team that they are playing twice. I was told last night that this trip is more about camaraderie and team building than it is actual basketball. And um, also that when you take these trips, you never know what type of team is going to be across from you. There's so little information out there about that Lithuanian team, but just in general, because that team they're playing on Monday is a pickup team of pros. Uh, like third division pros, so who knows uh, what that's going to be. But those teams want to check. They're paid to show up, put some money in the coffers. Sometimes they show up and they just demolish college teams because they're high-level pros, and there's no way of knowing. Apparently this team's not very good, and Tennessee's going to have a fun day of basketball to go with their Mamma me mamma me mamma Me Let's go back to the phones.
1: Well, if we had some uh, Lithuanian uh, bait rider on here tell us that, Tennessee would probably get bait 13, 20 points.
0: <laughs> back to the phones we go. Big Josh in the hunting in the mix as our uh, week is quickly uh, going through the hourglass here. Big Josh, hello.
14: Hey, Tony. Hey, know What's happening? What up? I, uh, first shout out to my boy, uh, Jossie Boy. That's Josie Boy with a Y, not an I. Uh, he was spreading his wings the other day, Tony, he went full chairman Mal on him. Blew him up. But, <laughs> uh, I had to say, he looked, uh, it didn't look like underwings. He looked like he spread spreading them a little bit. And uh, got deleted. Got Jack Dorsey.
0: But, hey, uh, listen. Hey, listen. When I take somebody under wings, I'm, I'm allowed to clip them, too, every once in a while. <laughs> hey,
14: Tony, on this, uh, you know, he, I love listening to him. I mean, he's so knowledgeable about all this stuff. And uh, it's just sickening what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's just a reflection of what's going on in every other aspect of of our lives. It's just, uh, Mm -hmm. the bigger gobbling up the small, medium sized, uh, there's not going to be middle class left in college football either. And, uh, if there's ever a point in which the federal government should ever get involved in college football, it's not, it's not the NIL or the, uh, you know, some kids getting a few crumbs off the table. It's, uh, they are They're pigs. They're, they're pigs. They're destroying yeah. uh they're taking away from communities. Yep. They're uh taking opportunities from kids yep. uh to get their education paid for. They're absolutely pigs. It's 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 antitrust laws. This shouldn't ever be allowed. This should be stopped. Uh, they get well, well, you have technology. a great you have
0: a great point. The ripple effect of this thing eventually is there will be less scholarship athletes on these campuses because because it's going have a it's going to have an impact going down the line on the experience of and the opportunities for kids going forward when programs are forced eventually to close their doors because that is what's going to happen here at the end of this
1: yeah it's disgusting man it really is I mean there's no way when does
2: the
1: the TV money run out for these people when when does it reach the point to where TV can no longer drive the train uh, for this insatiable thirst for more and more money
14: I don't know yeah, I don't think
1: there is. When
14: there's nobody left, but but two people, I guess. you know. I I don't know.
0: You know what's sad, I mean, though, Josh. You know what's sad about all this. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm going admit my hypocrisy. I'm really looking forward to seeing a southeastern conference that has Oklahoma and Texas in it. And that's well, the see, problem. They use that
14: good points to to hide their uh, all the negative. You never hear you you'll never hear the negative stories. On the SEC no. network or ESPN no. or yeah, you, you know, it's just like what's no. going on in everything else, Tony. I'm in trucking. You're right. And when it's over, there'll be two or three trucking companies. It's just you're, like you're, everything else we deal with. Yes. And it's you're right. It's disgusting. And where is the politicians in these areas? Where these schools are going to get raped? I mean, going uh, to get destroyed.
0: Going to get destroyed. Oh, it's sickening. But well, I mean, you know, we don't I don't have any power and y'all don't have any no, power. No. Just... Hey, hey, but you know what they're worried about? Kids making a few dollars on NIL because it's less money that Nick Saban can make. I mean it's I incredible. It's 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 it's, so, so, uh, it's really sickening so to stop and think about sickening. it. The Big Ten is it's Walmart. Gross. That's exactly right. The Big SEC Ten and the SEC and the SEC or Walmart. That's exactly And they're yeah. shutting down middle America. Or Amazon that and Walmart. Is, that's Just exactly right, Brian. That's exactly right.
1: Anyway, we don't have any power, Josh. This is a show of record. <laughs> it is the bunch of a bunch of Tennessee fans.
14: But, I mean, you know, they don't pay any attention to you know. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh. <laughs> I, unless you start burning it down and then uh then they turn you into a bunch of nutcases in the national media too, so
0: uh you know, the little man is never right. So I don't know. But, but then again but then again, Josh, the little man's always right. Because The little man st- feels it. The little man feels it. What what sucks
14: is Tony, everybody knows the truth about what's going on. Yep. And uh very few people of uh, that can do anything about it uh, will even speak on it, mm-hmm. and it's completely It's completely sickening. So.
0: Well, you're my man. Thank yeah. you, brother. Anyway, hey, y'all hey. take care. Hey, worst of luck to your Braves this weekend. Under Wings. You. Under you're a clown. Joshy boy, Bino, tried to call my cell phone during the uh, during Big Josh's call. I was hearing from Josh and Josh in stereo. That's why my phone rang. Here's Joshie boy right now. I thought we had W or Lynn. What happened to W or Lynn?
3: Well, let's go to W Lynn.
0: I mean, you can't just do that to W or Lynn. We got a discreet. I mean, what are we doing here? W Lin he's gonna pass you by. Do you see that? I, 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 that's bad. I don't. That's bad, by. man. That's bad, Bry. That's bad.
3: I wanted Joshie to speak for himself.
0: He'll speak for himself. He's got a He'll get a. He'll get a minute here. W Lin's not gonna hog all the time.
2: <laughs> Guys, uh, can I make a prediction? Hit it. Uh, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State are now going to go to the Big Twelve. Yes. That might come by this afternoon. Agreed. And uh, that will give them 15 teams, and then they, they can get San Diego State and have 16.
0: Well, who's going to be left in the pack, w. Lynn? now? Washington State, to be the Stanford. Cal, Who are they? Who are the four? Cal,
3: Washington State, Oregon
0: State,
2: and Stanford would be all
0: the oh, left. Oh, gosh. The, you, talk the the I, you, know. you talk about the carcass
2: or something. You know, we
0: talk about being a carcass that's just laying there.
2: Yeah, four the pack four. Wow. <laughs> but the Rose Bowl doesn't have to worry about their matchup anymore. They're they're going to be part of the new playoff system. You know, the power or the New Year six bowls or the quarterfinals and semifinals. Oh, sanctum- you'll, have ro- you'll have a Rose Bowl every week.
0: Oh, sanctimonious losers.
2: So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's something else. But, uh, you know, uh, money talks. Now they can put Oregon and Washington with UCLA and USC in some kind of West Coast pod, I guess, to play each w other. Lynn,
0: people get mad at me for this. If a, if the Saudis went to one of these athletic departments and said, we want to fund your NIL, they would take it in a heartbeat. Yes or no, Lynn, based on what's happened yeah. in the last couple of weeks.
2: Yes, they probably would.
0: Yes, they would. Let's get real here, y'all. Let's get real.
2: What
1: kind of industry is going all these to, to rebrand themselves? What does that mean? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, when, when are they going to rebrand themselves? I mean, why call it the Big 12 anymore? Why call it the Big 10 anymore? Uh, for that matter, why call it the Southeastern Conference anymore?
2: Well, you're right. I don't know. the SEC and Big Ten. I don't think will ever change their name. Uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago, I came up with a Wild West Conference, and that, that's kind of coming to fruition. Or you know, yep. It's a. I had Washington and Oregon in it. Now they're gone, but everybody else is kind of going to be in what you know uh, the Wild West. It's going to be west of the Mississippi, plus West Virginia, Cincinnati, and who is it? Central Florida.
0: W. Lynn, I've got a West Coast friend that thinks that SEC fans are gleeing. He's texting me right now. Are okay. gleeful over the over the dissolving of the Pac-10 because we've won. D- do you do you feel that way, W. Lynn? Because I do not. Let's go around the room. Pino, oh. are you happy today with this news?
1: Absolutely not. The only thing that good that came out of this is the Rose Bowl is finally going to get its comeuppance. How about you,
0: W. Lynn? Do you feel like we've won some fight today?
2: No, but the one little thing we've won is if you start getting to 18, 20 teams, the championship game is ridiculous. You just might as well add to the playoff teams. How can you have 20 teams and pick two teams to play in a championship game?
0: Brian Hartman, do you feel like we've won?
3: Uh, No, but somebody's lost.
0: That's correct. It's terrible what's happened to those fans out there, and even the Oregon fans and the uh, the Washington fans. They don't want this. The UCLA and the UCLA fans don't
2: want this. No, they don't want this. What their road trip schedule? I get you got to be a one percenter now to go on the road. You got to fly. Oh yeah, 10%, yeah, yeah. Ten percenter, twenty or I don't know. You know, a tubs percenter. That's my only question. Is when I turn on.
12: Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baleardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. To me, to me. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at T-Pac Andrew Jackson Hall Bambaleo, Bambaleo. for you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoValiardo.com. Allowed in Live Production.
8: Jim Ross and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7 located in Columbia, Tennessee.